Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It just dawned on me. Yes. Okay. Uh, Brendan, I will be sending you an email here uh, just momentarily, Okay. So, you, right. you probably know what it's about. But uh, anyhow, look, we got Stan Marple and Ian Herbers in here from the Alberta Golden Bears program. Uh, they are Oilers Now headliners today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K, uh Today and we've got uh, cure for cancers. Day of golf with Glenn Anderson, Darren Bobgarner coming up. That's what the emails about Brendan. You can figure out. Uh, Roger that. I was just going to remind you to turn your guests' microphones on this time. Okay, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> well, see, I just didn't want them talking or breathing while I was trying to, uh, you know, talk about how great Brent Ridge Ford is. All right, so we've got uh, Stan and Ian now. The hard hitting stuff. Um, Political uh, campuses today are politically charged at best. Uh, you guys are involved, uh, you know, and w- with the athletics program. The students are a big part of that. Uh, right now, conservatively, 53 to 54% of uh, the student body is uh, made up of women. Obviously, there's been a huge push. We have Title IX in the United States that occurred, as, and it was needed uh, to push for, uh, you know, fair and equitable situations. Uh you know, do you have to, and, and I think this is a question more for you, Stan, because you're on the management side, but do you have to, you know, it's it's something you have to be aware of at all time, just, you know, in terms of uh, fairness and in terms of process and those sort of things on school campuses? Yeah, I think, you know, our goal as managers and coaches is to help our athletes uh, become the best they're capable of becoming, both academically and athletically, and uh well, it doesn't really matter what gender they are. You just have to do that and try to provide an environment where they're going to have a great experience. And that's that's what we try to do at the U of A. Just, uh, um, you know, it's about the guy's journey, and, and we're just part of it. Yeah. And we want to help them out as much as we can. Okay. Uh, and one of the areas, like the, the, the hockey camps, at one time those were, when there was no Pandas hockey program, those camps used to be exclusively male instructors. And the initial theory of uh, the Golden Bears Hockey School with Coach Drake was so the players had jobs in the summers. It was not a revenue source for the University of Alberta Athletics Department. Uh, now, I would assume, since you have both men's and women's programs, are are those coaching and mentoring opportunities uh, with, with kids that come into those camps, are those mostly split up these days, Stan? 
Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, the University of Alberta runs, uh, uh, does has a very successful uh, camps program, all kinds of camps. They're called Green and Gold Sports System, and they do a really excellent job of providing uh, um, opportunity and, and, and a sport environment for young people in Edmonton. And, uh, yeah, I think there's just probably as many male athletes as female athletes coaching the kids. And there's a huge, uh, you know, difference. There's lots of boys and lots of girls taken in the camp so that makes sense and it works really really well and we do our uh, camps out at the River Cree those is a little more focused on Bears hockey but we do have uh, a few girls at the under 11 and under 15 and under 13 age groups that uh, that participate with the boys and they do really well. Uh, the U15 group there's five young ladies out of the 25 skaters and yeah. all five of them are fantastic players and they do a great job out there so yeah, uh, I, I think that's one of the evolutions is how much better. Like when I think of, I was the SID at the U of A when women's hockey started. They won the national championship, the first one in 1999-2000. Uh, and at that time, what would happen is girls would uh, come into the program out of other sports. So they played soccer, volleyball, and then they transitioned into hockey. Whereas today, the players in the Pandas have been playing hockey since they were six years of age. So it wouldn't surprise us that they'd have better skill sets. Yeah. Well, we also have Rachel Weeb on our staff for two years and yeah. helping us out. And uh, obviously the daughter of Dan Weeb that we both played with, but right. she had a ton of passion for the program, wanted to get better, wanted to improve herself as a coach. And uh, really enjoyed our time with us, and we enjoyed the time that she put in with us, and uh, it was a great experience having her on staff. A different situation. Yeah, and she, I, I think she was the only full-time female assistant coach in, the, in certainly in the Canada West, but in youth sports. Uh, I, I'm going to get to some texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. This one comes in. Uh, hey, Bob, can you ask the boys, whatever became of Stacy Wakabayashi? I loved watching that guy play. That one comes to us from Rory. Stan, what's Stacy doing now? Uh, Stacy's and his wife were both school teachers, and uh, Stacy was originally from 100 Mile House, and uh, he's in Prince George. I think he's getting close to retirement at the moment, but uh, I missed playing with Stacy by one year. But when I was a kid growing up in Kamloops, I used to watch him play for the Kamloops Junior Blazers, and uh, he was a great player then. He was a great player with the Bears, and Coach Herbers played with him his rookie year. That's a guy that would benefit from the new rules. He would be 50, 60, 70 goal scorer in the Western Hockey League with these rules. Explain he, why. He had to fight through guys like me that were holding them, clutching them, never got the space and time, but he was such so competitive that he found ways to be productive at his size. Um, but now with that freedom that he'd have, with that speed and skill and, and his compete and attitude, whew. Yeah, I spent a lot of years up in Prince George, as you guys both know. With uh, Bakes went up uh, with me a couple of years ago from the Pub 1905 days, Dan Baker, back in the day. So we're, we worked that into the narrative. Uh, what's your team look like? How's recruiting gone this summer, Stan? Yeah, good. I think um, we're going to have another strong team capable of uh, challenging for Canada West and national honours. Obviously, you got to take things one step at a time. But uh, we lost some key veterans, obviously, due to graduation. We had some guys that could have came back and played, but, um, you know, they graduated and wanted to get on with life. Uh, guys like Matt Fontaine, who's playing in Switzerland this year, um, you know, uh, we got... Uh, you know, would have been nice to have Nolan Vulcan back, but uh, he decided to, he graduated and, and wanted to go give Pro an opportunity in North America. So I, I believe he's going to go to the Condors camp and then uh, he signed with Fort Wayne. So 
I know he'll do really well there, hoping that he's going to get a few call-ups. Uh, Ryan Hughes had some time left with school, but uh, decided to to play uh, hockey over in, in, in the UK. Can I tell you a funny story about Ryan Hughes? So i got a guy named Mitch who texts the show on the Ashley Plant Floors text line. He says, Bob, Ryan Hughes from U of A signed with the Flames. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, he signed with the Flames. It was I saw his mom put something out on Twitter, and it was the Guildford Flames stand. <laughs> so that's from your neck of the woods when you played uh, minor pro. What do they call that league now? The, is, it used to be Elite. the BISL, wasn't well, you, it? You speak all the, the uh, English Premier League. Uh, now it's the... Um, Super it, League for a while. Yeah, yeah, it's changing. And now it's... Um, the uh, elite ice hockey league. All right. Uh, by the way, how many years were you over in Britain for? Uh, Thirteen for my sins. Yes. Yes. Uh, and did you be- end up becoming a, a, a soccer, a European football fan while you were there? Absolutely. We live forty miles from Stamford Bridge, and uh, my kids are. Chelsea fans and my youngest son uh, Dylan is playing for the Golden Bear soccer team this year. All right, there you go. So uh, obviously you got his <laughs> athleticism from your wife. Uh, for and you, looks. Ian, uh, you know, uh, I, I think to be frank with you, the fact you ended up in the final last year, national final last year, probably in my opinion, maybe exceeded the expectations of what I thought talent-wise you guys had. Maybe because you didn't end up winning the Calgary won the conference for like the first time in what thirty years or since ninety six ninety six so twenty seven years first time they'd won the Canada West. You guys, of course, had won it the previous year. Um, what do you see as sort of? I mean, Stan talked about the guys that are gone. Who are some of the key guys that are uh, uh, you know going to be uh, big parts of the program this year? Uh, Blake Gustafson, um, Dix or not? I was going to say Dixon Ward, uh, Ward um, Mason Mason Ward. Uh, two big D that are very mobile at the back end. We might have Aiden back or from pro camp as well. So our back end has gotten bigger. Yeah. Uh, kept our mobility. Our goaltending's still strong. Who's your number Kruger, one goalie again? Kruger. Mm-hmm. Ethan Kruger and uh, Matt Berlin are back. Uh, we might have another goalie coming in here as well. We're just trying to finalize it. Um, and then up front, uh, Josh Prokop uh, was one of your better players Prokop, last year. Smallwood, the Hall brothers uh, are all back. Tyler Prezuzo. Um, so we still got a good core there. And other guys will step up. Daniel Ladigan, I expect big steps from him this year. He's a guy that can just fly down are, the wing. Are you, exclu- are you exclu- exclusively recruiting out of the, mostly out of the WHL? Or, you know, are you dipping back in a junior A? What I mean, Stan, when you were on the team in, in like 19, I think, eight, what was 89-90, your first year at the U of A? Yes. I think at that time the split was probably 60-40. And but but there was fourteen teams in the WHL. There's twenty two teams now in the WHL. The last several years it's been ninety percent WHL guys. Do you still envision it being ninety percent WHL guys this year? We don't look at it that way. We want to bring the best players we can to the program. We don't, you know, obviously there's going to be more of them that have played in the Western Hockey League just because it's a a higher level, and a lot of the best junior A players do go on to NCAA. So, but there's, we have no qualms about taking on a a junior A player who's had a good career and just didn't get that opportunity NCAA-wise, and we have some on our team now that are doing great for us. All right. Yeah, we get an, I get a ton of emails during the season, Junior A, Europe, um, Quebec, uh, down the States, all over the place. Um, he, actually, we have a player that played for the Mexican national team. He's going to be trying out for a team, for the U20 team. 
Um, so just kind of confirmed his email this morning and that. So well, I'll look at it. Well, anybody can try out, right? Like you still have open tryout. Is it not a rule you have to well, have open tryouts? We can't have open tryouts because we only have an hour and a half of ice time. So we can, <laughs> They've we sold it all to everybody else? Yeah. We Damn athletics. Well, that's half, not so. athletics, right? That's yeah. the Z. Yeah. Who's running that school anyways? Uh, final one for you. And I, I'm going to stand and we're going to get Ian to ask this one because he coached Connor McDavid. Uh, and Leon Dreisettle, and they're two of the best players in the world. Uh, you probably saw it right away with Connor. Did you see it right away with Leon? Went in 15, 16, of course, he started that year down in the minors and then came up and added about 50 points that first year. Could, you know, you were with those guys for uh, you know three seasons. Does anything they do now surprise you where they're two of the three best players in the world? Not at all. Not at all. It's just the work ethic, commitment, drive, passion. We talked about before, Connor still pushing to improve his game and keep getting better, keep getting faster, keep getting more skilled. He's always watching other players, and he's a student of the game. And when you're a student and you put that time and effort in to get better, it's fantastic. And I think I also told you the one year I told Connor he could be the best player in the National Hockey League. And at first he doubted it and that, but then you see him win the Hart Trophy. So he has a ton of skill, a ton of talent, has the size with it. Um, and the guy that can have a backhand like that is unbelievable. And then Leon? Uh, yeah. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Le- I meant Leon, sorry. Yeah, with the uh, backhand. Yeah, yeah, with the backhand in that. So there you go. You got, yeah. It's it's not a surprise to you. So no, we're lucky not, to watch them, is, is what you're saying. Yeah, no, and both guys are fantastic guys and, and joy to be around and love the game and love being on the ice. So the three years I had the pleasure of coaching them, it was, it was a joy for me. All right, Stan, when's the Golden Bear Golf Tournament? Well, at the end of the month, last day of the month, August 31st, it's going to be at Blackhawk. Sorry, listeners, we're already sold out, but uh, a big thank you to Al Prokop and his staff for allowing us to have our tournament there. It's going to be a great day. And yours truly will be doing our MC. Yeah, the good news news for all the golfers is that event is I'm not going to be wrecking anybody's day, uh, though I will be doing that tomorrow here with the 630 Jet. Well, Al did say, can you keep stuff off the greens? No, yeah, no problem on that front, so. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for coming in the studio. Reed Wilkins, thank you for helping uh, uh, coordinate things as well. We're going to step out. Darren Baumgartner coming back to talk to us about a golf event that's taking place today. It's 146 in Edmonton. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're going to go up to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. The Cure Cancer's Day of Golf is taking place. Glenn Anderson is one of the uh, headliners that's involved in this. We saw Glenn at the uh, Battle of Alberta Golf Tournament the last couple days down in Red Deer. Uh, Darren uh, Baumgartner is going to join us right now from uh, the uh, the Cure Cancer Day of Golf Tournament with Glenn Anderson. Hello, Darren. How are you doing? Hey, Bob. How are you today? Good, good to be on your show. And... Uh... Hey, we're having a great day out here on the golf course. Yeah, how long has Glenn done a tournament uh, now uh, uh, here at Edmonton over the years involving uh, cure cancer? Well, uh, for cancer and cancer research, it's been 38 years. The first year of the tournament, the money went to Big Brothers. So next year, officially, this tournament is actually turning 40 years old. Glenn's been involved day one. Yeah. Uh, Where's the event at today? 
We're at the Derrick Golf and Country Club. It is gorgeous out here. Yeah. Uh, how many? Uh, how many people? I mean, I, I know you're obviously aware of what uh, th- this is. The week for this, the six thirty Chet and Chorus has got their tournament tomorrow. We're looking forward to that. The Gary Dreger Classic. Uh, who are some of the uh, the, the, the uh, besides Glenn Anderson? Who are some of the key individuals, Darren, that have helped make this such a special event for you guys? Well, I mean, of course, Glenn Anderson, Cal Nichols, John Truman, who recently passed away, and and Don Cummings, uh, formerly uh, the owner of Acklands. Those those are the four individuals that really kicked this thing off 40 years ago. And we're just lucky enough for the last 10 years, myself and my two co-chairmen, we've been Peter Wilkes and Guy Mercer, we, we've been carrying on the tradition. Yeah. Uh, full, what do you got, two sets? Uh, you got a, uh, two foursomes per hole going on right now? Yeah, we got a, we got a full slate of golfers. We're sold out as usual. You know, we, have a, we just have an amazing support uh, from the community, and, and so many entrepreneurs and business leaders come out, step it up, and, and you know, donate. And, and last year, we raised $935,000 net yeah. in one day. Yeah, it's awesome stuff. And I know we were, Glenn was just at the one down in Red Deer and they had a big uh, couple days as well. I think it speaks volumes, Darren, doesn't it? Just in terms of, uh, you know, the, the sense of community when people come together and, and, and help make these events happen and then uh, open up not just their hearts, but their pocketbooks as well. Yeah, you know, I mean, it really starts with our relationship with the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation who have been extraordinarily supportive for all 40 years. Without them, we, we couldn't do this tournament. And, and it brings money directly to the Cross Cancer Institute for patient care and, and all the researchers. And, you know, my family has benefited from both patient care and treatment. Right now, my father's on an experimental drug, and that's why he's alive, because he's in a clinical trial. And that's one of the main things we fund is clinical trials at the Cross. Darren, great stuff. Thanks for the quick update. Uh, say hi to Peter for me as well and Glenn, okay? Okay, take care. Thanks again, Bob. Have a great day, and thanks for your support, Bob, and everybody at 630 Chet. You bet. That is Darren Baumgartner on uh, the Cure Cancer. It used to be the Cross Cancer uh, Golf Tournament Cure Cancer. Glenn Anderson, uh, his, as you heard him say, 38, 39 years. Cal Nichols, who, uh, geez, in the interview that I did with Jeff Jackson on Orders Plus, I, I mentioned I thought that uh, Cal, you know, it's unfortunate, uh, maybe won't get into the Hockey Hall of Fame, but you can make a strong argument, but those guys from the Edmonton Investors Group should. Uh, uh, but away you go. Cal's still involved in the community. I know his uh, son, Ken, was a, a good friend of mine for a long... In fact, he went to the 2002, as we got uh, Stan and Ian still in the studio with us here, went to the 2001 University Cup, and the Bears uh, crashed out that year after winning 99 and 2000 back-to-back and had a poor showing in the old format system. We are going to go to this day in Oilers history. It's presented by New West Travel, serving travelers since 1979. Book your vacation today at newwesttravel.com. Uh, 2009, on this date, what happened, Brendan? The Oilers signed uh, Ryan Jones to a two-year, $1.95 million contract. Played parts of five seasons in Edmonton, did Jones, scoring 40 goals, 72 points in 247 games. It's also Sam Gagne's birthday today. He played over 500 games for the Edmonton Oilers in two different tours of duty. Uh, Gagne is currently a unrestricted free agent. He's got over 1,000 games in his NHL career. He had over 300 points as an Oiler. He was the sixth overall pick in the 2007 NHL draft. 
he panned out. Uh, Alex Plot, 15th overall that year, uh, got less than uh, 30 games in the National Hockey League. Uh, Riley Nash never ended up ultimately signing with Edmonton. The Oilers uh, traded up to take Nash 21st in that draft year back in 07. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 50-plus years. For a list of their 14 Edmonton locations, one in Red Deer, five in Calgary, one in Regina, and one in Saskatoon, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation uh, is the Mediterranean chicken. we got ourselves a football game tonight. Uh, the countdown to the kickoff show begins at 5.30. Brendan, it's Trey Ford time. Let's see what they got. A lot of people clamoring for this move. We'll get to see him. Of course, not his first start. It'll be his fourth. He's one and two as a starter. Was showing some promise. Got knocked out of last season with an injury. But 461 air yards and five touchdowns in his CFL career. First uh, quarterback taken in the first round, by the way. This was last year's CFL draft since 1980. So there's some pedigree with this guy. Let's see if he can go out there and get it done against Willie Jefferson and the league's best defense in Winnipeg. Who is the last Canadian quarterback to go in the first round of the CFL draft back in 1980. Sam something from Calgary. I can't remember the actual name. Huh. I mean, Greg Vaver was at Calgary, and he was a pretty good quarterback. Uh, that was Canadian. Larry Justanis was from Acadia. I, if you could let you know what, Brendan, I'm going to do a little bit of tap dance here. If you can just fill up that 1980 uh, CFL draft. I mean, that was right in the middle of the Eskimos dynasty. Uh, for all I know, I mean, it is the CFL draft. It's not like the NHL draft. A lot of times, um, guys that are headed to the NFL uh, that are Canadians end up drafting the third, fourth, or fifth rounds. Sheldon Paris was the name of the guy. In Where the was he from? Was he from a- uh, Kansas State? So, oh, really? Yeah, I don't know if he's Canadian. I think I'm saying this is as far back as it goes for a quarterback drafted in the first round. I could be wrong about Crazy. that. Crazy. Yeah. Okay, interesting stuff. Uh, well, uh, there you have it. It's 154 at Edmonton. Uh, Brendan, you and Cam Moon are doing the show tomorrow uh, as I'm out at the Gary Drager uh, Classic with Course. Uh, fluid show? For now. All right. We're going to hey. open up Cam's Rolodex as we always do. All Have right. Some fun hey, stories. Have a great uh, Elks uh, broadcast night again. Uh, the countdown to the kickoff show, 5.30. Brendan Escott, uh, Blake Dermott's part of the uh, S broadcast, the play-by-play tandem. Morley Scott and Dave Campbell will have the call of the game. Up next, Randy Kilburn with a global news update, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3. Chelsea on Ched from uh, 3 until 5.30. Brendan's got your countdown to kickoff at 5.30. So long, everybody. Thank you.